Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Off Point with CJ and Ace. I'm Ace. Yeah, I'm CJ. All right, so the Buckeyes were off this week. It was a championship weekend. Um, throughout the week, we're just kind of wondering how this was all going to play out. Developed some scenarios last week, some things that uh, would uh, maybe we would like to see. Um, as a Buckeye fan, you kind of wonder how we would, uh, if there was an opportunity to even make it back into the CFP. And um, starting on Friday, one of those options, um, scenarios rather, uh, was if uh, was that Oregon had to lose. And boy, did they. Oh, yeah. Um, so they lost. And the score was very similar to the to the final score the last time they played Utah. Yeah, it was. So it was 38-7 the first round, and then 38-10 the second round. They improved by three points. That they did. So. Um, but, yeah, then that was, that was the game we were looking at. And then you knew that Oklahoma State had to lose. For Ohio State to have an opportunity to get into the playoff. Well, Oklahoma State lost to Baylor 21 to 16. So after those two those two seeing those two games there at first, you start thinking, okay, what else needs to happen here? Cincinnati would have to lose. Well, well. that didn't happen too much. So once Cincinnati you just they got rolling there in about the third quarter, I think, is when they really took off. And just kind of lit this thing up. And, I mean, it was, um, yeah, they had a great uh, defensive game. They played really well. The offense, they looked really good. And just when I was watching, you know, as much as I could of that game um, while doing other things because these are my busy days. It's hard hard to sit and watch every game. But I tried to watch as much as I could of it. They looked really good, and I, mm-hmm. I just got thinking. I'm like Cincinnati. I, I'm on your back, buddy, and let's go with this. I'm gonna. I'm going We're going Cincinnati. Where we got an Ohio team in there, win this thing. I didn't think all the scenarios were going to play out for the Buckeyes anyway. And even if it did, I really, even if the right scenarios did occur, I still don't think they would have had a shot to get in. Do you? No. There was no way. The too, only too much reason to compete for the only reason they would have is because in that scenario, Bama would have had to lose a close would have had to have lost a close game to Georgia. And the only reason they would put Ohio State in is, is, if is they, so they're not showing bias to Bama. I, I that that would be my guess is if yeah if Bama would have lost That's a it. close one, I think they would they still would have put a two loss Bama in there and then maybe snuck in and if Cincinnati lost, I think that they would maybe sneak Ohio State in in there as well. Yeah. Um, but even that would be a far cry because then you have what was it a, a two loss Baylor? Yeah. With, with a you know a conference championship, they would have a, they would make a very good argument. So, but it I, was just it was mm-hmm, just too much. Yeah. I would still argue that Ohio State has the best two losses in the country. Yeah, being to a fully healthy Oregon, right, and, and the then, number two ranked and team, then, right, exactly. Um, 
No. No, I, I agree with that, but at the same token, at least you know what? I was okay. I'm like, you know what, let's just let's go to the Rose Bowl. Um and I was perfectly okay of for, for rooting for Oregon to win. To I mean Revenge. I, I really thought it was a far cry for a high state to get in. I mean a very, very, very far cry for a high state to get in. And so I'm just thinking, all right, we're we're Rose Bowl bound. Let's just be let's get into reality. Yeah. Let's go Rose Bowl bound. Would have liked to see the rematch to Oregon, um, but Utah just had their number, uh, blew the brakes off of them not once but twice, and that's who Ohio State's going to face. We got yeah, we got is. the Utes in the Rose Bowl, um, January first at five five o'clock uh, Eastern, and I'm going to be looking forward to this game because mm-hmm. I think I hope this is be this is like a good matchup. You know, like. Um, because Utah might be a little similar to Ohio State. Yeah. Um, and and if we could beat Utah, I mean, that would say a lot. We'd because be the team or, that beat because, Oregon twice. Because, yeah, and beat them bad. By 28 and 31. Yeah, so they beat them bad. Um, so that's where we're at as far as the, uh, as the Ohio State Buckeye picture goes. Yeah. Rose Bowl bound. Um, and the CFP came out earlier to today, uh, so we can yes, do a we can do a quick rundown. Um, you know, maybe like the the top ten or twelve, if you want to do a rundown on that. Yeah, let's take a look at that. At number one, because they just had to weasel their way in there. In a dominating is Nick Saban in a dominating fashion too. Uh, Bama beat Georgia. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Handling. I think we're done calling them Bama. It's Nick Saban. <laughs> the, the Fighting Sabans. Yeah. So, all right, so the Fighting Sabans, not only do they get it done, I mean, when you watched how they they, they lost to Texas A&M. They did, uh, in overtime. In overtime. And then... Florida held them to three points. Right. And, and then Auburn basically had them up against the ropes and then couldn't... Couldn't uh, couldn't toss could, him could over. Could pull, could exactly couldn't toss him over. So they they hung in there, and then when it comes to big time games, when it comes to a bigger stage, I, I really feel like this is when Saban is at his best. Georgia, I mean, you need to remember this. Georgia is the Buffalo Bills of college football. They're all talking the regular season, but when it comes to the big stage, they're. <laughs> They're not the same team. They're, yeah. They blow it. And that they did. Um, no one has lost more on the biggest stages right. than the Bulldogs. Right. And just watching watching the fighting Sabans, um, like they, play, they look like the Alabama teams that we're used to seeing. Throughout the season, they just they have. I mean, they had some of their moments, some flashes yeah. here and there, but some of these games but, that they just they just didn't. Um, so to pull it off in the big game, I mean, it's it, it's going to be interesting. So they they wanted to make a statement, and that they did. They did, but I do want to point this out: Georgia's best win of of the season was against say now three loss. Currently ranked in the CFP, number 22, Kentucky. So on their schedule. That, that was, was their, their best, best win. That was their best win. Think about that. Yeah. 
mean, yeah, it's hard to go undefeated. It really is. I mean, it's well, yeah. I mean, they've had some in-conference games too. But when and that and is your what, best, but, but, but when I mean the SEC is, they're the best conference. So, yeah. And before we get to anything else, let's talk about that for a second, because at least to me, and I think you're the same. It goes like this for college sports: it's Ohio State above everyone else. Then, if it can't be Ohio State, it's got to be Ohio, like an Ohio team can't be that then it's big 10 if it can't be the big 10 for whatever reason then you know what anybody but bama and georgia right that anybody will include that team up north it's unfortunate to say that but think about this in this year's scenario where they beat us i would rather lose or want to think about this would you would you rather lose to the skinny weird kid in a fight or to the linebacker bully. Well, I wouldn't want to lose to either one of them. But if you had to, who would you rather lose to? The linebacker bully or the skinny weird kid? Well, I think if you lost to the 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 bully, the linebacker bully, I, it would be it would make more sense. Like, well, at least I got beat yeah. by this much larger person rather than this Skinny weirdo. Right. Or, I mean, it's kind of like getting, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is. Would you ra- I mean, what would you rather? I'd rather lose to the linebacker bully. So, yes, I'm going to, I, I hate it, but I'm going to root for that team up north, especially when they're playing an SEC team. More so when they're playing Alabama or Georgia. Yeah, it's. Because I. Look, I hate I hate that team up north with a passion, but there is something that just irritates me when Bama and Georgia win, and I, and it's this: they're cocky all the time. That team up north only gets cocky once a decade. Otherwise, they walk around with their head down. Bama, Georgia—they always got their head up. They're always so cocky. Yeah. So, in that number two, who do we have? That team up north. That team up north. Which, you know what? They put a smack in on the Hawkeyes. Oh, they did. On the Iowa Buckeyes. I mean Hawkeyes. Yeah. <laughs> was that 42-3? to 42-3. to three. In the Big Ten Championship. And it was 14-3 to three at half. Like, so it was like the first two possessions... That the Wolverines had, they they quickly scored. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Wow!" I mean, these guys. I mean, this, Iowa's not going to be able to contain them. And then all of a sudden, Iowa started have you know their defense of the most of the season decides to show up, and then it was just a defensive battle for the rest of the half. And then and then second half, I, yep, it was it was still slow. I'm like, okay, maybe this is going to be like a, a slow, just kind of defensive battle for the most part of this game, a low scoring game, like maybe some have predicted. And and then they they took off. They just they did. They they took off and just you know opened some things up offensively. And Iowa had no answers, none. What a shame! Forty-two to three—that says what it all. What a shame! Offenses or uh, Iowa's offenses—it's bad. 
it's bad. And I, I really think that the Buckeyes would have done something very similar to that. Yeah. Um, I really do. But you got to move forward on that, man. So, you know, the, the Buckeyes didn't make it. And now there's a, a Big Ten team in the top four. But somebody else is up there in the top four. Mm-hmm. So who we got at number three? The Georgia Bulldogs. All right. So got to stay in there despite they, they the only, loss. Yep. They only dropped two. The first loss of the season. And then in the title game, it makes sense. Makes, makes a little sense. bit of sense. It's, it, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. But, you know, this is why you wanted Georgia to win, people. You wanted them to win and put the the two L's on Bama, and hopefully it would knock them out. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. And here we are with two SEC teams in the top four and to the playoffs. Now, number four. The formerly ranked number three Cincinnati Bearcats dropped down to number four. Yeah. Despite the huge win over Houston. It was a big win. It was. Man, they played in a dominating fashion. Uh, 35 to 20, I think it was. Cincinnati yeah. is ready and playoff bound. Yeah. That's it. They're going. They're, they're, I mean, this was a huge step, a huge milestone the for, first for this program. The first group of five. And for this, the power five overall. This top four makes history in two ways. That team up north is the first team to be unranked in the preseason and be sent to the playoffs. How about that? The Cincinnati Bearcats are the first group of five team to make it into the playoffs. It's wild stuff. This whole season has been just crazy. And I just want to point this out right here. Somewhere in that state up north, history is made. Right here in Ohio, history is made too. Yeah. And... Balance of power. So, so there you have it. Bama one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Bearcats four. So you got Bama and Cincy will play. Wolverines and the Bulldogs will play. And, you know, I'm on the Bearcat bandwagon, my friend. Same here. And I, I think they... Ohio versus the world. I I honestly, I I would have liked either Cincinnati to maybe to have played the Wolverines first. And I would have my finals. I would have liked that a little bit better um, because I don't think that they're going to have a chance to do that. They what what they're doing here is they're setting up for an SEC national championship. Of course they are. I mean, and then and I I thought I tried to make this point earlier. If that's not the case, that. If you take away the names, if, yeah. if you just label them Team A, B, C, and D, I, I still think you would come up with the same order, in my opinion. Quite possibly. In, in the event, the way things happen. So if Team A, which was Georgia, played Team but B, But at the same time, Cincinnati Alabama, didn't give anyone a reason to drop them. Well, the, it wasn't. It wasn't so much as that. Don't look at it as if the, they they dropped necessarily because they didn't do anything wrong. But when the when the number one team loses to the number four team, yeah. obviously the, the number four team is going to go up, okay, and it's going to push 
Yeah, it the is. number one down. So, but George, I mean, honestly, at four they, would have been reasonable. Honestly, they they could have went. They could have put Georgia at number two. But that team up north didn't do anything to not well, be number two. Well, they didn't. But here, here's the Which thing. Which is why in my head, Georgia should be four in this scenario. Because Cincinnati and that team up north gave the committee zero reason to be dropped down. I guarantee you, it's not. I mean, technically, that, I think Georgia should have dropped the four. I think, I think yes. Bama and Georgia should have switched. Because they should have. Because the Wolverines and the Bearcats, that not only did they they not they they both won, mm-hmm. so there was no reason for them to move. If they can't jump or leap anybody, then they should have just stayed right where they were at, and I would have been perfectly fine with both of them being two and three. Yeah, but, but you know, I, then you get Bama Georgia two right away. Well, and that's what they were saying on the selection show on ESPN, was that the committee does not want to make rematches, then that is a problem. Because now they're going to try and work their rankings around, not based on the best team, the second best team, the third best team, and the fourth best team. They're just trying to maneuver it to avoid the scenario. Well, they've already proven to us that they... Which is not their job. Well, they've already proved it to us that they're... They just kind of... Make things up as they go. Again, it's supposed to be the four really, best teams. I really feel like there is no solid criteria into in, in putting this together. I mean, really, what they did here is they just they they just really just decided who would play who. I mean, sometimes it's just awful. Sometimes it somehow works out a little bit. You know? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, freaking Cincinnati sitting there at thirteen to zero. Blowout wins most of those games. No different than Georgia. Oh wait, yeah, there is. Somebody's a conference champion. Just saying. Well, they're also I mean, power five. I mean, hey, you got to win games, right? You do. You got to win games. I mean, not first and first and foremost, you got to win games. That means nothing when you're Cincinnati. Well, unless, it, means, unless... it, means, it means a lot because they had they they could no, not no, no, no. lose one loss. Yeah, it means and they would have dropped so far. It would have meant it mean it does mean something to Cincinnati. Doesn't mean much to the CFP. Really, here their hand was forced because why would they put in a one loss? No conference champ Notre Dame. They're not going to put in two loss Ohio State or two loss Baylor. Their hand was forced. Now, if we had an undefeated Notre Dame, yeah. Cincinnati's out. One loss Ohio State, Cincinnati's out. One loss Baylor, Cincinnati's out. Even with their 13-0 record. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. They, they they had to play it the way that they did. This is how they had to play it in order to get it. I mean, they started the season at like eight. They did. They were high up there. So if you're going to put them up there like that, and then they come at the end like this, oh, they've, yeah. they've made their case to be in there. They made their case, but... Now, now they, they've got to... Here's the thing. I, and they, I really feel like they've got to either either win... 
or come so gosh darn close that they can be taken seriously, you know. Oh yeah, if they to, lose, to, to if they stay, lose, to by, stay up in the in the top ten. If they lose by the any preseason. more than a touchdown, they'll fall out of the top ten for the preseason rankings. Maybe we'll see. I'm not 100 percent on that. If they get blown out, then maybe. Now, if you're an Ohio State fan, and you're like us, and you can't stand the SEC, let alone Alabama and Georgia by themselves. Who you want to win, unfortunately, comes in that team up north and your interstate rival in Cincinnati. Yeah, not the best here. Now, it would feel a little better if it were like Indiana and Notre Dame a little bit. Because, hmm. you know, those are pretty reasonable teams that, you know, not exactly rivals. Yeah. But that's who you got to root for when you're like us. I, I could never root for Alabama. Oh, I can't. I can't well, do it. I only wanted Georgia to win because it was Bama losing. I'll take Georgia over Bama any day. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, and and you want to try and keep uh, two SEC teams out of the yeah out of the playoffs. Again, it's the SEC playoffs. It's the SEC Invitational. No. Just saying, Big Ten's been left out. Pac-12 has been left out, and now the Big Twelve has been left out. All right. Um, moving on to the first two teams out. Yeah. Notre Dame at five. Like I said, you got to win games, and they did. Just one more than the Buckeyes. Yeah. And their one loss is right above them. Right at four. So, fairly reasonable. Number six, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Where is bad? I wonder how many times Ohio State has been at number six. In the final? Yeah. Where I feel like we end up there a lot. When we don't get in, we are five or six. Mm-hmm. Very always, rarely. Always are we under. right there on the outside looking in. Now think mm. think about this. A down season for Ohio State. A down season for Ohio State is a two loss. Get into the Rose Bowl and your red shirt freshman quarterback is a Heisman Trophy candidate. That is a down season at the Ohio State University in football. Speaking of C.J. Stroud, he won three awards. First time for a freshman to win three, those three award, awards mm-hmm. in the same season. Yep. So congratulations to him. Not to mention first-year starter. Yeah. Yeah. Red shirt freshman. At number seven, we got the two-loss Baylor Avenging one of their losses, Oklahoma State, but only by an inch, literally an inch. Oklahoma State had that game won. If they were just one inch closer to the end zone, that was the difference in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, well, you know, I kind of... I kind of watched a little bit of that. Um, Baylor actually looked pretty good. They dominated yeah, that they game. Did. They they were in control. They, there was there were moments of where Oklahoma State looked like they could probably you know get things turned around, but they yeah. you know they did keep it relatively close. But I really feel like Baylor was in control of that that game. They were. 
Next up at number eight, Ole Miss. Two loss. Yep. Don't got much to say about that. I don't fully understand it. But, you know, SEC, I get the logic. Number nine, Oklahoma State. And I get it. Yeah. They have their one loss against Baylor, of course, on Friday night. And who else did they lose to? Oh, man, that's a good question. Who would they have? Well, I want to say it was Baylor's other loss, which is TCU, was their first loss. So let's take a look. Oh, I think it was Iowa State. You would be... Maybe. You're right. Yeah. Iowa State, who was pretty good last year. Yeah, they did. They did too. They did do too bad. I mean, I don't think they're. I don't think they're ranked. I don't think they're ranked. They but didn't I do don't bad. think that they were that. They weren't awful. Yeah. I mean, I was pulling for them to beat Oklahoma. Yeah. Definitely. Now we got at number ten. The Spartans, MSU. Only losses, Purdue, and Ohio State. That's it. What a season for them. Big Ten Coach of the Year, Mel Tucker? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Number Nobody 11, expected that. Number 11, Pac-12 champions, Utah. Utes. The Utes. We'll see you in Pasadena. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. It is. That's going to be really exciting to see. I'm ready for it. Especially the way they've played. Uh, Buckeyes, Buckeyes need to end on a really good note, too, man. I, I just think that they that they should have so much motivation right now, and I really hope that everybody plays, um, you know, as long as, you know, that's not injured. I mean, or, you know, mm-hmm. if there's no reason that you can't be in. Well, according play. to Ryan Day, as of right now, no one has opted out. Well, good. And he expects fully expects everyone to play. That's good news. As we will resume play on the first of January. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Number news. twelve. What are they? The big Big Twelve? Is that what they are? Pitt? No. ACC. That's yeah. what they are. Yeah. ACC. That's yeah. right. Yeah. ACC champions. So gosh. It's been so long since Clemson hasn't won. Forget who's in the conference. Right. So Pittsburgh. So here's this is a funny thing. Pittsburgh at number 12. Well, who did they play in the title game? Wake Forest. And who won? Wake Forest. Did they? Did they? Didn't they? I thought Pittsburgh did. Oh. Maybe I saw a different game. No, I think it might have been earlier in the year. Oh, Pittsburgh did win. Okay, never mind. But, yeah, I, I, I was like corrected. you. I, I woke I did, up this morning I, I did and not, looked, I did not watch the game. I honestly thought. I thought, because I looked this morning, and I thought it said Wake Forest 45, Pittsburgh 21. Okay, so that's where I heard it. It was from you. No. Because I didn't see the score. You're the one. Who, you're the one it. No, you're the one who told me that it was Wake Forest 1. 
And then because I because I because yeah, I made a hubbub when I because I saw the AP this morning, and I saw um, that they had Pittsburgh ranked above. They had uh, Pittsburgh at like ten or something. I don't know if they had them. There. Yeah, and then eleven, like, I think. Maybe it was like yeah, it was something like that. Or no, and then, it was thirteen. And then Wake Forest was thirteen below and them, 20. and I was like, why is Wake Forest so far down below Pitt if Wake won? Yeah, well, that was weird. Anyway, BYU at thirteen, almost forgot they existed. Oregon taking the 14 spot. There's a lot of two-loss teams. Mm-hmm. Iowa taking the 15 spot. And Oklahoma, who has a new head coach officially at number 16. Followed by going from 17 to 25, we have Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson, Houston, Arkansas, Kentucky, a.k.a. Georgia's best win. Louisiana, who I believe. Well, you know what's interesting is that that Houston was uh, ranked twenty-one and and they lost their title game and jumped a spot. Yeah, that's the that's the chaos. <laughs> how, how about that? <laughs> Which real quick on Louisiana, they won twenty-four to sixteen against App State in their conference championship. Yeah, so conference champions. Louisiana. All right, I want to take a small break, and we'll uh, finish this up when we come back. All right, so we're back. Um, my apologies. I actually cut you off just a couple uh Couple teams short of the <laughs> CFP list. So, yeah. Uh, who were the last two? The final two at number 24 is San Diego State, and... who I believe lost to Utah State 46 to 13 in their conference championship. And finally at 25, the 8 and 4 Texas A&M. Now you, now you may wonder 8 and 4 Texas A&M? Yeah. They're ranked. Well, it's simple. They beat Alabama. And that's the only reason. Okay. So, there you have it. Um, And now comes the rest of the month of the bowl games. So, um, Um, as you know, that the Bucks and uh, the Utes are going to the Rose Bowl. Um. The Spartans will play the Pitt Panthers in their bowl game. Okay, that might be an interesting one to watch. And of course, we have the four teams, and I believe it's the Peach and the Orange. Or no, it's the Cotton. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Yes. So I think the Spartans game is in the Peach, and the Fiesta Bowl would go to Notre Dame. And... Who is that? It is. is that Notre Dame and Baylor? I bet you that's who it is. Oklahoma State. Ah, Oak State. Okay. Notre Dame and Oak State. That ought to be a good one. 
which will leave conference champion Baylor out of the New Year's six games. Yeah. But, all right, you know what? Real quick, I want to run through here. I want to find the um, Big Ten Bowl games. Yeah. You know, that's all I really care about. You know, I want to see... I want to see all Big Ten win all their games. Let's see who they play, when they play, and if we think they'll win or not. So, the first one that I'm coming across will be... Minnesota first. Uh, West Virginia on December 28th, 10.15 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be a late one on that one. That's the guaranteed rate bowl. So Minnesota and West Virginia. All right. What do we think about that? Minnesota and West Virginia. I'm going going Minnesota on that one. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen any West Virginia games. I don't even know their record. <laughs> um, but they're definitely not ranked. So I'm going to guess that maybe they're similar record to Minnesota. I haven't really heard but much talk are. about them. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Minnesota on this one, too. I think it's something that they can find a way to do. Um I have faith in P.J. Fleck to get the job done. Um, it'd be nice if they still had Ibrahim, yeah, the running back. Um, that would be that would be huge for them. Uh, the next next game is a Big Ten game, the Pinstripe Bowl. We got Maryland and Virginia Tech on December 29th. Dang, Big Ten versus Virginia. I know the Virginias, right? I guess. Yep. Um, Maryland, I don't know. Voltec. If they can play like they in the it, way they did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. It, I think it would depend on going which, Maryland. which Maryland team shows up. And um I would like to I would like to see Maryland. I think this would be tough, but I think that uh But Virginia Tech also hasn't been all that great this year either. Yeah. From what I've seen. Well I think that could be that could be a potential L um, yeah. on that one in the big on the for the Big Ten. Yeah. Um and then Purdue. Purdue and Tennessee. Ooh. Um not Tennessee's year. I'm going Purdue. I'm going Purdue on this one too. Uh the Music City Bowl. Um I, I think they have the making. They they yeah. ha, they they can be a really good team. We've seen the things that they've that they that they can do. Now, if Tennessee were ranked, I'd go Purdue all the way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's what they do. Um, Michigan State and Pittsburgh. Uh, this will be interesting because I think I haven't really I haven't seen any Pittsburgh play. Um, but if they got any type of passing game, I think this could be hurtful to Michigan State. Um, or if they, they do, just, they have a potential Heisman quarterback. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but I will say this, if, uh, Michigan state can find a way to, um, limit 
them in the throwing game at least and get a lot of pressure on the quarterback and are able to uh, unleash uh, Kenneth Walker and get a real good run game going, if they can get that established, I think Michigan State can pull this one off. And I think that would be huge mm-hmm. for Mel Tucker um, and Sparty. Yeah. So maybe Michigan State could take yeah. this. Um, and then you got the Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin, and Arizona State. Ooh. I'm going to Wisconsin. Tough. Um, I think Wisconsin also, they've, they've been improving. I know they got that loss at the end there at Minnesota, which kind of derailed them from their Big Ten title chances. But, again, I, I think that that they have shown that they can go back to the old Wisconsin ground and pound ways and yep. and maybe get this thing done. So, yep, we can I can probably roll with Wisconsin on that one. The alma mater of the Watt brothers. Yep. Um, then we got uh, the Outback Bowl, Penn State and Arkansas. Uh, it really, you know, here again, it's it, a toss up. It, it is. Um, Arkansas. Ooh. Ooh. They were a they, good team. Yeah. Man, they got it. But you know what? Them. This is a bowl game. James Franklin is a pretty darn good coach. Yeah. I, I'm we, going we put with this, the Nittany If Lions. we put this one on the back of uh, James Franklin. To get his boys and with that Canadian ready for kid? this, yeah, that quarterback, maybe. All right, let's put Penn State in the W column, and then you got Iowa and Kentucky. Um, Iowa. You know, I don't. <laughs> I hope you're right. Kentucky. I, I hasn't hope you're been right. I don't see their dominant selves longer than Iowa hasn't. I don't know. What, Kentucky, what Kentucky's defense looks like. If they've got a good enough defense to slow Iowa down, then I think that maybe Kentucky can probably pull something off because Iowa's defense, while they could be good at times throughout the game, I think that it's just a matter of time before you get a good, a, a good few yeah. gashes on them and make them pay. Yeah. Um, I'd like to put Iowa in that column, and maybe we can. But I think that would be a tough one. I think it's going to be a close one. Kentucky could probably pull that victory off. Um, then again, after getting a complete beat down from that team up north, maybe uh, Iowa looks at some things and and take Re-evaluate. it. Reevaluate. Yeah. So that'll be a tough one. Um, that one's January 1st. And the Rose Bowl. Our Buckeyes against the Utah, the Utes, also on January 1st. I'm going to roll with my Buckeyes. I'm going to Ohio State, and I'll give you a score on that one. Oh, all right. Go ahead. 49 to 27. 49 to 27. Because I got a good feeling this is going to be a Larry Johnson defense. Yeah? Okay. He'll be, at, he'll be the acting defensive coordinator and play caller, I bet. I don't know. I think Larry Johnson is going to roll with that one. I still think though Matt Barnes will be calling the plays, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I definitely think the Buckeyes got that one, and uh, that that's it here on my list. 
Well, kind of left one out. You got did I miss one? The Wolverines. I that's right. I did. I did kind of kind of hopped over In that the one. Orange Bowl. Yeah. Um. We'll play. I think that they can. I think they can beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. I think they can do it. I think they can beat Georgia. Um. I'm gonna be honest. I want. I want to see Cincinnati win. I want to see him beat Bama. I want to see it to be another um, th- the game like showdown because the game isn't just Ohio State and that team up north. Mm-hmm. It's originated with the state of Ohio versus that state up north is where the original rivalry comes from. So this means just about as much. This means a lot, but I'm also going to try and be a realist here. I think I think Cincinnati's going to have a tough time. They, they've this is going to be a huge game. And if they don't play perfect, and if they don't take advantage of any of the turnovers that they may may get in this game, and just keep themselves in a in a um, in a positive situation throughout the game, don't hurt yourself. Play good. Play clean. Take advantage of all your opportunities, and get good stops on Alabama. I think they they have they can beat them. Yeah. But we know what Saban does in these in these situations. He's been there. Okay. This is like this is just like what he does. There's another walk in the park for the guy. He rises to the occasion on this. But I if I was to if somebody wanted me to predict what I think will happen, I do think that Alabama will probably pull up this win. It'll probably be Michigan. In Alabama. I'm going to take you back to 2014. Go for it. Number one, one loss, SEC champion Alabama. Number four, Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State was lucky to get in that one. We did. We had to make a big old statement. 42 to 35. The Ohio State Buckeyes take it with a third string Quarterback, give me Cincinnati, 42-35 to 35 over Alabama. Okay, bold prediction, buddy. Bold prediction. Saban not, gets just a little it. bit cocky. I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it. He's going to think of Cincinnati the same way he did Ohio State all those years ago. Oh, that'll be a glorious day. That will be a glorious day. Um. All right, so... We got a little situation in the recruiting department for the Ohio State Buckeyes. We, well, first off, just let me say that we picked up this uh, Devin De- Brown. Devin Brown, the fifth, I believe, the fifth best quarterback in the 2022 class. All right, so that's a plus, right? This is yeah. what we do. It's quarterbacks and receivers. We we know how to pick them. We get them, right? Yeah. Well, on the. <laughs> On the downside of that, we lost a quarterback. Two. Well, that's right. We lost. Technically, we did. We lost two. Um, earlier, we lost Jack Miller. About a uh, week ago. Yep. Um, and then we're talking just with a matter of a few days here, I think. On Friday, I believe. Um, Thursday or Friday. Quinn Ewers, who was highly touted. Has entered the, the transfer best quarterback portal. in the 2022 class, converted to the 2021 class at the yeah, last second. Yeah, and it it doesn't make sense to me 
because I'm still trying to figure out how the NIL works fully. Yeah. It's like I get some aspects of it, but I don't understand that, you know, maybe it's, there's some aspects of it. It's a huge gray area, that, I say. Um, um, but it made it, they made what, what I was hearing, and it kind of made it sound like if he's not playing, he's not able to get paid for maybe if it's certain, de- I don't know if it's been, certain deals or what. That has been debunked as it is, is against the NCAA NIL rules. I mean, which makes perfect sense. I don't understand why you would give somebody, um, like, look, here's the deal. You'll get paid, but we want to see you out there on the field. But then you can't go, you know, get a deal at 18, missing a – you should be in high school still. Yeah. You're not going to get to play right away at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. You're not. There's a, there's a lot of things that need to go into it before you can get out there on that field. Yeah. So I think that would be a raw deal for um, any any brand. Th- think about this. It is rare for a freshman to start at quarterback. Next year he'll be a redshirt freshman, I yeah. believe. So. So in his sophomore year most likely he would be the starting quarterback at Ohio State. Well, that's it here. And that's, you know. If he's as good as they say he is. If you want to do this the right way, and that's not, I mean, when you start making about money, this this is when you're going to start losing, okay? This is when you're going to lose. Um, when you start making about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. If you you like the game of football, you're a quarterback. You want to be. You want to be good. You're the next level after college. Is the pros? You got it's the NFL, mm-hmm. and if you want to make it there, you want to have as much stock in your draft as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And by doing that is by playing extremely well at the collegiate level. But here's the and thing. this is how you get there. Is by you develop. developing yourself yep. while you're there. You can develop yourself while sitting behind QB1. Think about this. Think about this. Jalen Hurts developed behind Carson Wentz in the NFL. Kyle Trask is developing behind Tom Brady in the NFL. Jordan Love is developing behind Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. You don't see any any of these guys demanding trades. Yeah, and that doesn't to go play. And if and if you even if you get drafted into the NFL, that doesn't mean you're going to even get to play right away. No. How many times have we seen quarterbacks get drafted and not play? You're not going to be a Only Matt Jones. Thirty. You're not going to be a Kyler Murray. You're not always going to get those guys and be able to toss them in the mix right away. Only thirty-two quarterbacks get to start at the beginning of the season. So compared to one hundred thirty. So here's my thing. In college, here's my thing. You want to be you want to be good. You want to play it smart mm-hmm. as a player, okay? No matter what your position is. You if you want to be the if you want to be the best at your position as you possibly can, then take the right steps. Don't do things that's going to set you back. You enter the transfer portal and then go to another team. It, it it's like start, it's going to be like starting over in a bit, mm-hmm. in a way, okay? Um 
new playbook, new coaching staff, new teammates. Yeah, yeah. You, maybe, maybe. you yourself are new. I mean, that doesn't mean it can't happen. We saw Justin Fields transferring come over to Ohio State. Justin and, Fields had already established and, himself, though. But he, that's the thing. He was already there for a couple of years. You know, he is, he, he is at Georgia. He was already an established, like, you get him, you start him. He wasn't recruited. I mean, and he needed, and he needed the. But we got him pretty early as well, though. Not to mention his help. Basically, his only competition transferred out. Tate right. Martell. Yeah. Yeah. And look at him now. So it's just. I mean, it's unfortunate that somebody would do that. Well, here's my thinking: would would commit, and then one, you don't get in until late. You don't get to the college until late. Um, Literally the you, last week you, of training you, camp. You, you miss practices because of injury. And it, at least to my understanding, I think that's if I hear that right, that mm-hmm. he, he didn't even get to practice fully. So you're missing practices. You're already, you're already there late. And then if you think that you're going to go jump in the, into the driver's seat the following season, I mean, where are you going to go and play? You're going to go, I mean, sure, go, go. Go and see where you can get in. Maybe you'll fall. There's there's quarterbacks out there. People are looking for it. Nebraska's looking for one. I don't know. Maybe he's going to go back to Texas where he came from because that's where he wanted to play originally. And Texas is the top school recruiting him right now. And I'll tell you this. Last year he committed to Texas. Then he decommitted after the NIL thing because you can't be a high schooler in Texas and sign an NIL deal. See? Me, me, me. Money, money, money. So now he goes to Ohio State in Ohio where he can reclassify to a college student, sits there for a season. I'm not going to start here anyway, so I'm going back home to Texas and keeping that money. Now, whether that was the the whole plan or not, it it sounds... It sure as heck looks like it, it. it. It does. It very much looks like it. If I'm a football coach... I'm like, well, I don't do know. I want you? Yeah. It's one. It's a draft day scenario where it's like, look, yeah, you're talented, but you don't have the personality. We don't, we don't want someone like you to be the face of this team. Yeah. We don't want that burden on us. But, you know, it also falls down on, or falls, you know, it also comes down to how talented that player really is. Sometimes your talent outweighs yeah, kind of some could. of these things that you do, and people are willing to overlook that just so you play for them yeah. and help them win. But it'll hurt them. So, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, maybe he'll go he'll, he'll flop. Now, Jack Miller's transfer makes sense. A little more so. It does make sense. He's already been there. He's a been while. there a little bit. He, he's not getting the the starting position. It'll be Stroud next year. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then Craig Young, a d- defensive end, I want to say. Yeah. Is also tr- is also transferring out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think his is kind of reasonable, though. And I'll say this. He had more touchdowns than Quinn Ewers. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So. Um, we also got some new coaches. New head coaches in college football. Oh, okay. He's talking about the Buckeyes. I'm like, no. wait, wait, what did I miss? <laughs> no. no, in college football, we got some new coaches. 
with Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to go to USC. Yeah. Brian Kelly abandoning Notre Dame to head to Louisiana State. I mean, and Brian Kelly, this is what shocks me. He was me. there for four days and got an accent already. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about Brian Kelly. He called a meeting on Tuesday, I think. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. At 7 o'clock, the meeting started. At 7.02. He over. left. No, at 7.11, <laughs> he left <laughs> campus. It was, it was. At 7.15, he was boarding an airplane yep. for Louisiana State. Yeah. Just like that, he's out. And you know why? Because you either take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. I think that coaches need to be able to finish out their seasons before. But hey, but before before this, making any hires and stuff, this might this might just work out for Notre Dame though. Is they got Marcus Freeman as yeah, their new that, head coach. That's right. I mean, maybe this will be better for them. You never know. Um. Anyway, so now we have the Oklahoma job opened up. Right. Brent Venables. Yep. Defensive coordinator at Clemson is now the head coach of the Sooners. So what is that? What is that going to do to for Clemson? I don't know. We'll see. Because they usually have a pretty they're, good. Defense. They're already kind of hurting. It was the offense that couldn't. And Clemson do this year. has their backup quarterback transferring out too. Wow. Dabo could be hurting. Yeah, and uh, we got Bill Napier going to Florida. Mm-hmm. Heading down there. So there's that. A lot of, um, who is it that I saw was going to, someone's going to Kent State. I can't remember who. Mm. I don't know. I can't remember who it was. Um, Another notable thing, you know, Deion Sanders. Yeah. He's actually the head coach of Utah State. Yeah. And he's a conference champion, as I noted earlier. Utah State beating San Diego State. Yeah, how about that for Utah? Though, how about that for Utah? Utah State, yeah, that's that's nice. That's nice to see for him. So, guys transferring out. Devin Smith committing to Ohio State. Um, conference champions established. Final Four and the first two teams out have been announced. New head coaches in several schools. A lot of things going on. It's been a heck of a week. It's been a heck of a season. Can you believe that we're at the end? We're like, we're at the end. This is it. This is what helped get me through the winter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's all right. We'll we'll get through this, and then there, then we'll have there's NFL playoffs in in the on the horizon. So there'll be that to look forward to, and then. Shortly after that's over, then we'll get into some basketball, March some March Madness. So, yeah. so you know, there's things to, to keep rolling on that and, and help get us through. And then it's back to the summer, and then we can just go outside and enjoy the warm yeah. weather. Yeah. Um, before we close out, I want to look at this um, this bracket. It's like if we had a 12-team playoff now, this is what it looks like. With the current rankings, mm-hmm. this is what a 12-team playoff would look like. Go for it. In the first round, Alabama, that team up north, Cincinnati, and Georgia would take a bye. 
as the top four teams. Yeah. Making the top four still matter. Yeah, that's good. You'd want that to matter. Then if I'm correct, these first round games would be played at the lower seeds home field. So number six, Ohio State would play at Utah at number 11, Utah. So that would not change. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally. Number seven, Baylor would play at MSU. Number 10, MSU. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Ole Miss would play at number nine, Oklahoma State. And number five, Notre Dame would play at number 12, Pittsburgh. Well, there you go. Now. That's what that would look like. Because I had some downtime, I decided to try and predict this a little bit up to the final four. Okay. And with that home field advantage, I think that the Spartans would beat Baylor. That's fair. 40 to 38. Oh, okay. You got scores, too. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I like it. Now we got Ohio State and Utah. Same score I said earlier. Uh, okay. 49 to 27. All right. Ole Miss at OSU. I got the Cowboys winning 42 to 30. Notre Dame at Pitt. I'm going 24 to 28. All right, so all of them are, you know. Pitt, 24-28 Pitt. I should know. pretty pretty good scores. I like it. I like it. Moving on to the second round, to the, the Elite Eight. Okay. Alabama Crimson Tide versus the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I got that game being a close one, 35-33. Wow. The Tide roll in to the Final Four. Okay, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have put that number on it, but this this is your thing. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. Then I got the Cincinnati Bearcats would play the Pittsburgh Panthers and I got the Bearcats rolling like they have at 59 to 17. Wow. Okay. I just don't think Pitt have... is quite there, Yeah. but I think they have that. the edge over Notre Dame a little bit. Okay. I, I would have thought that that would be a score that Notre Dame would put on Pitt, but yeah. okay. <laughs> well, it's more of um, kind of like Cincinnati's defense established, not really changing. So I think that would help because okay. Notre Dame has that coaching switch. Okay. Now we got Georgia, the, well, best defense, let's say, versus the best offense in the nation. I'm going 20 to 49. The Buckeyes move on. Nice. I like it. And now we got a rematch. The Spartans and the Wolverines. This one comes down to three points yet again in overtime. Oh, okay. 24 to 27, the Spartans. Beat the oh, Wolverines again. You think, they'll beat, you think they'd beat them again, huh? In overtime. In overtime. Now, if it had to end, I wouldn't at, call it if that it way. had to end at regulation, I would say the Wolverines. Yeah. But I think they might just get a little cocky. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The way Michigan has been playing, I I think that they would they would crack back quite nicely against the uh, Spartans and they'd pull out a victory making, by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, making our final four. 
<clears throat> would be Alabama against Cincinnati and that team up north against the Ohio State Buckeyes for the second time. And I didn't put any scores on these ones because I only narrowed it down to the four. But I do think the Buckeyes would come out swinging, ready for revenge, and Travion Henderson would have a record game. And I think the Buckeyes could beat that team up north and get a little bit of revenge. Okay. I'm sorry, I had the Spartans moving on. Yeah, this I was sitting there. Like, I was Wait, thinking, what did, what did I miss? See, you had MSU yeah, moving. I did. On. on this one, I did. I saw another one earlier that was bracketed a little bit different. And I think on that one, I had the Wolverines because ah. they played Georgia. See, yeah, so yeah, on that it. one, they would have played Georgia. Sorry, that's my mistake on that because I was thinking of my other I mean, one. But for, yeah, the Spartans for starters, you definitely want to see the rematch. Uh, of that Wolverines game. and Buckeyes. You want to see but it. I also think that if the Wolverines had to play Spartans again, I think the Wolverines would win. And that's why I put it so close. Yeah. But at the same time, I know the Spartans, they might be I like, don't know. yeah, that, we know we almost lost. I think the Wolverines are, they're, they're on fire right now. They you know, are. I, I think they found something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they have this, this identity. They, 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 they know what they are. They know what they can do. Um, I think they just they got things clicking. It's like this is what we do. We 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 found this formula. This yeah. is the formula we're using, and it's being extremely effective. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it is. Anyway, so that's what I do, would have done on the other bracket, which I chose not to, because that one didn't make quite as much sense. Yeah. Which is why I chose this one and put scores on this one, which means it will be the Buckeyes and the Spartans, and I still think the Buckeyes would win that one. I think it'd be a yeah. little bit closer than last time, like fifty-nine to ten. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we got the Bama Crimson Tide and the Cincinnati Bearcats, and I think the Bearcats will be will just be like, "Hey, Saban, hello, we just won." Maybe. I mean, I just think that Saban will like look. Yeah, these are the Bearcats. We don't overlook anybody. Remember that. But these are the Bearcats. I mean, come on. And they go out there and lose like 42 to 35 or something. Be like, and someone just be like, oh, I need to consider retirement. <laughs> Which would put the Bearcats in Ohio State and the Natty in this case. But looking at that, this would be a really good playoff to see. That would be fun. Move. That would be fun. I'm ready just for keep it. keep it moving. I'm, I'm ready for the time. expansion. Um, doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon, but I'm ready for it. You know what else I'm ready for? Bed, my friend. Yeah. I'm ready for bed. It's late on a Sunday night. Got to get the work week um, fired back up again. So this is us signing off. We'll be back at you next week. We out. Yeah!